0: blue liar hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the rebuild i'm henry ettinger joined by jordan Climac. jordan we're gonna talk football training camp is around the corner but quickly sons or bucks tonight who do you have by the time the listeners hear this they'll already know the result and can either make fun of you or be impressed <laughs> yeah you can either call me a dumbass or i'm
1: the smartest guy in the world tomorrow when you listen to this but um I got to go, Suns, man. Uh, so look, I had the Suns at the beginning of the series to win, so I've kind of been like, all right, I got to keep doubling down on the Suns. I did make the nice move though of picking the Bucks in Game Three. I thought it was going to go five, so I was like, eh, if the Bucks are going to win a game, it's going to—they're going to win Game Three at home. And turns out they might win the series, man, Henry. And I, I don't know if you saw this or not, but I was watching the pregame for a second, and there was like six hundred thousand people. Maybe even more outside in that like Deer District, I guess they're calling it in Milwaukee. It is bucking there, no pun intended, but I guess pun intended. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no man, I gotta go Suns, man. I want to see Chris Paul get it done. I'm I'm not the biggest Bucks guy, uh, admittedly. So, Uh,
0: I I, I'm pulling for the Bucks tonight. Uh, I I have a soft spot. Are you a big Giannis guy? Not really a huge honest guy. I just have a soft spot for Midwestern teams that have been, uh, you know, done enough to retain their superstar. Um, okay. it, 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 it warms my heart. I wish things had worked out better for the Cavs the first time around with LeBron, but that's kind of what these Bucks remind me of. So that, that, that's where that uh, comes from, but not a strong feeling either way. Uh, all right, Jordan, let's, let's jump into the, the actual content uh, of the day because we're Browns podcast after all. Training camp is around the corner, but first, there was some interesting scuttlebutt. I think today, just uh, uh, the Rams had uh, an interesting thing happen, where uh, an unfortunate thing, really, where Cam Akers uh, tore his Achilles and he is going to be out for the season. And the Rams have been known to trade draft picks in order to upgrade the roster and. Immediately, Browns fans and I saw some national people jump to this conclusion as well that, hey, who has an expendable running back? The Cleveland Browns uh, in Kareem Hunt, most likely, uh, assuming they'd want to hang on to Nick Chubb. So there were already some thoughts about, hey, would it make sense for the the Browns to part ways with Kareem Hunt in a, a Rams trade if they came out with an aggressive offer? So, Jordan do you think Kareem Hunt is an expendable player for the Browns at this point? And do you think a trade would make sense with the Rams?
1: I mean, I get why you can say like, I think anytime really a team that has playoff or even championship aspirations is put in the situation of losing a running back. I think the Browns are automatically going to be thrown around, right? Just that just based off the depth in that room, um, you know drafted a guy in Demetric Felton who uh, out of UCLA in the draft too or I think a lot of people are high on in, inside the Browns organization. So I don't know. You know, I, I get I get all of that, but here here's the thing. I, I don't think that Kareem Hunt is expendable. I think he's huge key to this offense. I think he is like look we saw it a lot last year where all of a sudden like in, in a lot of games we're like all right we're more Kareem Hunt, more Kareem Hunt through the first three quarters and then he was that guy just come and punch you in the mouth in the fourth quarter, they did that a lot. Sometimes it was Kareem Hunt doing that. Sometimes it was Nick Chubb doing that. I think that's incredibly valuable to have, especially in the grind of a 16 and now 17 game NFL season. And, you know, not to mention the multiple packages that you can use with Kareem Hunt. I like him a lot as a passing, uh, you know, as a receiving back out of the backfield. I think he, you know, he lined up at slot sometimes last year. Uh, they'd hit him over the middle on a couple of, uh, you know, drag routes and whatnot, but, yeah, he's not expendable to me, Henry. And, and the other part about it, too, is he's on a really, really team-friendly contract, right? Two years, $12 He's making $6 million a year. Now, he's actually from here, too. We talked about the hometown discount last week. I think Kareem Hunt is really on that hometown discount now. But again, that two years for $12 million, I don't think that you would want to trade that contract for a guy like Kareem Hunt, who's as good as he is, would be the starting running back for probably – 25 teams in the nfl and again on such a valuable contract i just don't see that trade getting done whatsoever like what would you even have to offer to consider
0: this uh to me a second rounder i think would be pretty ridiculous uh i i doubt the Rams would do it but at that point if i was the browns i'd be like okay i'm not hanging up the phone anymore um now, I don't think the Rams would do that, but I, that's where I would kind of start the the thought process. And, you know, my thoughts on it are basically, so from a macro level, I get the, the concept, you know, investing at the running back position. We know that at this point, that doesn't make sense in a salary cap league. I think, although I think Kareem Hunt is great, do I think you could get 70% of Kareem Hunt or 80% of Kareem Hunt platooning it between two other guys, making the veterans minimum. Sure. And, and so I get the logic behind that of like in the abstract sense, okay, we could replace him, all that kind of stuff. But you pointed out a couple of key factors. Number one, he's on a team-friendly deal. So you're really not losing, you know, that much value with him. You're really not. Yeah, you're not, you're not getting that money off of the po- off of the books, right? Yeah. And then the second thing is the position he plays. And running back. I don't think you're going to get the value of this. So, like in the abstract, I like the concept of you know good teams trade players for future draft picks when it makes sense, when there's value there. We saw the Ravens do it with Orlando Brown. It's a calling card of the Patriots. Trade a guy when when there's value there because that's how you keep your roster sustainable. But I don't think a Kareem Hunt's really the guy to do that with because you're not going to get the return for him at the running back position. And he's really on a pretty reasonable contract as well. At a position where there's injuries a lot too. That's the other thing is it's not, this isn't a, a position where there's not a lot of injuries. Nick Chubb went down last year and the Browns had the great fortune of having Kareem Hunt be the main back for those weeks. There was nobody else on this roster that could handle that load right now. So I, I think that, In the abstract, I get where it's coming from, and I actually don't think it's a bad idea for Browns, uh, the Browns to consider uh, in general with their roster. I know Browns fans are like, ah, it's not really a win-now move, but the best teams do this. It just shouldn't be done with Kareem Hunt because, Jordan, quick trivia question. Do you know the last running back that was traded for a first-round pick? Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. You know the last one of the biggest one of the biggest heists in the history of the NFL. An absolute heist. Do you know who the last running back to get traded for a second round pick was? I will give you this caveat excluding the David Johnson DeAndre Hopkins trade where there was also a second round pick because that does not count. Give me a hint. Give me a division. It involved a team from the AFC North. And it involved a team from the AFC East. You're not, I don't, I think this is going to be pretty tough for you to get. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, no, I I don't know if I'm going to get this one. It's Corey Dillon from 2004 (laughs) going to the Patriots to the Bengals. (laughs) The point being that this did not happen for any value. Oh, and the last (laughs) person to get traded for a third round pick, last running backs to get traded for a third round pick. Duke Johnson, (laughs) also a (laughs) Cleveland So Interesting this does not happen very often. And you don't get good value here for a reason because the league doesn't value running backs. And that's only gotten worse over the last you know decade or so, but that's why it really doesn't make sense. Yeah. I saw some Browns fans were debating, well, they were like, well, if the Rams offered a first round pick, like maybe, no, the Rams are not offering a first round pick. That's why I said, like, I don't think they would offer a second round pick. So at that point, what are we talking about here? There, it would make sense. Not to mentioned too, like that second round pick. I mean, that's going to be
1: pick what, like 25 at the lowest, right? Like somewhere around there in the second yeah. round. So like, is that even, that's really technically a third round pick almost at that point too. So I don't know. I just don't see a deal getting done here with the Browns. I definitely see the Rams making a move. I don't know for who, but it's not going to be for Kareem Hunt. I don't, I don't see that happening to your point. I think it would be wise to at least consider that down the road, Henry. I just don't think that's a consideration, even really coming across the mind of the Browns this year. I think if you're going to do that, you look into the next year and the year before that to make a move at that running back spot in terms of trading one of them.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. Jordan, the other thing we wanted to talk about, and, and rest assured Browns fans, Jordan and I have big plans to do kind of a full big training camp preview and cover a lot of ground there, but we wanted to just tease that today, just a little, just a little pace today. Jordan, because Brown's training camp starts Monday. It is finally here. So really exciting stuff, Jordan. And this is our first training camp with Kevin Stefanski. There, you know, there is tons of great buzz around this team. So to, to give the listeners a taste, a little preview of training camp. What's the number one thing you're looking forward to this training camp? For me I really it's it's, it's got to be the new
1: pieces on defense, right? I mean, I, I think that that just has to be like the that's the one thing I'm looking to come out of training camp and saying like, okay, these guys mesh together, they understand the system, they're all buying into like the common goal at hand and really just I mean, look, it's rare it, ever in the NFL that you see a defense or an offense with, that brings in nine new players and you're expecting them to be starters, right? Like that's rare regardless of how bad you are or how good you are. That's rare. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys mesh Henry and particularly, particularly for me in the secondary, right? I just think that, you know, when it comes down to the secondary last year, obviously they were banged up at the safety position and corner position. There were guys starting, games for the Browns in meaningful times at the end of last year that really just had no business being on an NFL roster in general. So to upgrade those positions when, you know, you're talking about a Greg Newsome who, you know, it's no secret how high I am on him, a Troy Hill, a John Johnson, you know, all these guys that they brought in there. I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to to see it as well. And then on top of that, from a secondary standpoint, where does Grant Delpit fit into this mix? I'm super interested to see how that is. If we're going to see some looks of him playing that, you know, that hybrid uh, defensive back position, and just really how healthy he is, that's the other main thing too for me, Henry. And and I'll get into that later here, but like health from a standpoint of the guys coming back and just needing to stay healthy is is so paramount to anything that we can talk about as to what we're looking forward to. But if I had to pick something, it's it's the defense, but in particular, it's
0: that revamped secondary. Jordan, we we didn't convene about what we were going to say before this podcast started. And so you stole mine, you stole mine. That was going to be <laughs> mine as well. It's the secondary. And for me though, I'm uh, I'll, I'll pivot slightly and say, it's the new guys. I'm so excited. And, and, you know, part of it's selfish as a Northwestern fan as well, but I'm so excited to see Greg Newsom compete at the NFL level. I'm so excited to see how the Browns are going to use JOK as well. I think those guys are going to be key pieces to this defense this year and the Browns have a lot potentially riding on them uh, as well. They they may need those guys to perform at a really high level. And I have really high expectations for both of them just coming out of that draft process that to me, there's so much potential there for both of them. And I can't wait to see that. I, I really can. And then the other thing I would say is I'm excited to see Odell Beckham. I'm excited to see him back on the field. We, we missed him for the end of last season. I want to see how he looks. Uh, I know I've, I've certainly shared my doubts uh, about his long-term future with this team, but he's going to be on the team to start the season. And I am excited to kind of see how he integrates himself into this offense, because I do think this offense found itself in the last eight weeks of the season. And He wasn't there for that, but I think that's got to create a buzz and a fire with him that I think will be uh, something to look out for this training camp. It'll be fun to, to see him back on the field.
1: Yeah, I think that kind of just plays into like, you know, there's three guys in particular that I'm really looking forward to seeing just coming back off of injury. I guess you could even throw Ronnie Harrison into the mix. So Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit, Greedy Williams, and obviously Odell, right? Those are the four guys that like, Anything that we get from those guys this year is a plus just because we didn't really have them for a large part of last year. So seeing that as well, Henry, but going back to what I said about health, I saw this Cam Akers thing today. And we talked about that at the beginning of the podcast and kind of just bring it full circle. Quite frankly, it scared the shit out of me. (laughs) Like it really did. Like I, you know, just working out on his own, ruptured his Achilles. And like, I hate to be that guy. And I don't even really like to talk about it, Henry, but you talk about in a possibility of, of something like how could it possibly go just like haywire for the Browns? How could it go like a 2019? And, and to me, that's really the only way this is like a devastating injury early on in training camp, early on in the season, but particularly in training camp. We know that like almost every team deals with one every year of a guy you weren't expecting, you know, last year for us, it was Grant Delpit on the first, like I think we might've even in the first play of training camp last year. Like that is so above all else important of just not overworking these guys staying healthy because we're primed for a Super Bowl run we're primed for a playoff run you got to stay healthy if you stay healthy you're going to have a damn good chance at the end so that's to me that's above all else henry
0: for sure and you mentioned it it someone will get hurt you just have to hope that it's yeah. not you know uh, not a key player and not something like a torn Achilles where it's going to be the entire season that's lost those are Those are the things you really have to hope for because it just, it's inevitable. It's the game that there's always injuries to deal with, but you look at teams like the 49ers last year, and at some point injuries reach a critical, uh, you know, juncture where you can no longer come back from things. And so that's obviously what Brown's, uh, you know, supporters and the team will hope to avoid. Jordan, one other thing that I'm looking forward to this year, and I know you've experienced this, I've experienced it in person and, and you will again this year, but the fans being back there to support the team in training camp. It is a special, special environment in training camp specifically, given how close you are to the field, given how players will come over and interact with fans, all of that kind of stuff. It's such a different environment. If you haven't been there before, if you're in Cleveland, I highly recommend going. It's super, super fun. It's a totally different experience from going to a game and we missed it last year. And this team has a great buzz around it this year and the fans are going to get to enjoy that. And I can't wait to see, you know, the moments of, of Browns fans pouring in for that first day and throughout that whole first week, because they go nuts and it's just a fantastic scene out there. Yeah, it is such a great point, Henry. I can't wait to see it. Like, look,
1: you said it perfectly. Like training camp is such a different atmosphere than a game, really anything else you can get because there's, you're so close to everything that's going on. And like you said, you got the players that come over and start autographing things for the kids. Like it's just, it's going to be great to see. And I'm looking forward to my first fight, right? Like every year at training camp, you'd go, there'd be a little scuffle or a lineman or a defensive lineman and an offensive lineman get into it. And then all of a sudden you hear that. Here we go. Brownies, here we go. Like the chant breaks out and like, you're like, the fans are back. I'm so ready for it, Henry. And yeah. Like the other thing too about that is we're going to get a, like the fans being so close, or I think you're going to get a good feel for really just kind of how Kevin Stefanski runs things, right? Like I feel like like he he's that guy that comes in and you know he wins coach of the year, but like there's still been that disconnect from the Browns and the fan base, but particularly Kevin Stefanski and the fan base, just because of everything that happened last year. So kind of really going there and just keeping an eye on how he runs practice is going to be intriguing in itself, in my opinion.
0: It will. It will. And, and it, you'll get a sense for him. And you also each team has its own personality every year that you get a little bit of the sense of, you know, who are the guys that, you know, are vocal out on the practice field, all that kind of stuff. And I know we know a lot of that, uh, you know, with this team. Obviously, a lot of the veterans have been around there for a while. But you get a sense of like the rookies, like what guys, you know, uh, like to talk a lot on the field. What guys are more reserved? Who's out there joking? All that kind of stuff you know, you pick up on it by being that close too. And which ones really embrace the fans right away. So all that is really exciting as well to look forward to. I, You know, there's going to be fun highlights and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, of course, there are more serious stories we're going to get into. There are going to be guys fighting for roster spots, trade, you know, trade candidates, cut candidates, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, there, there's some really just heartwarming stuff as well. Something that you just said just reminded me of. I'm so excited. I'm so ready for just that first video, right? Like that first video of uh, a
1: Baker touched on the Odell. You know, you're going to see that first video of like Odell doing the one-handed catches. Like everyone is back. Let's go. I'm so ready for this, man. Let's go.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait as well. I really can I'm so, so excited. It's, it was one of those things where it's was like, oh, it feels like it's really far away. It feels like it's really far away. And it's like, oh, isn't it's, it? it's next week. Like Henry, we've been talking about
1: this for months of just like, ah man, if only the season could start tomorrow. We're like, we're, we're at that point, man. We're like a month and a half away from the season starting, us having football. Look, we got past mini camp. We got past the draft, the schedule release, all that stuff. Training camp right around the corner. Just, just stay healthy. Just stay healthy.
0: All right. On that note, on that <laughs> yes. prayer, we will say goodbye to you. For now, this was a shorter episode of the rebuild. As I said, guys, we're going to come with tons of training camp content next week. And then even beyond that, of course, we're going to continue, you know, going into the season, ramping up a lot more here. So really exciting stuff to come, but kept it short and sweet today because we got an NBA finals game. to watch. That's absolutely right, my man. Go Suns! Browns fans, just two words for you as we sign off here. Go Browns!